0: Hello, this is Jerome Pena and uh, you're listening to 11 o'clock comics.
1: So nice. That was a pre-con so woo hoo. I they think they heard it in so Jersey. They
0: will. In 24 hours they, they sure as hell will.
1: I kind of wanted to record live this this episode. Or, but, yeah, but you know what? The logistics, what if it didn't come off?
0: Because we've never done it well, before. Not, but also there was a bit of a time crunch. Because, I mean, if, if we could all stroll in to Jersey, you know, yeah. around like 7, 8 o'clock, it'd be great. But some of us are working late. So... Yeah.
1: I'm hoping that they don't push it right to the end of class because we do have the crit to do. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we could do it at the end of class which means we're doing it at 7 o'clock because I'm out of there
0: It's
1: it's, uh, it's true. Oh my goodness, I'm a little too relaxed.
0: I'm not, because I still have packing to do, I got some laundry to do.
1: You're always, like, jittery the night before. You mean, you're not even flying this time, and you're probably still at the same level of jitters.
0: No, it's not really because I did everything pretty much I needed to do. I, everything is in my house. I just need to just get all the shit together. So I printed up my reference for the awesome bird that, that, that my boo hooked up. So I can't wait. That's what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> I think... Like the swear jar, we're going to have the boo yes. jar this weekend. Anybody says boo, you got to put some money in the, in oh, the boo jar.
0: Oh, who's walking around with the can then? Me. Oh, yeah, oh I'm you're holding making the, the because I'm can. never the object no, of bullshit. boo. You were so, boo last week. Don't even. <laughs> we do need
1: a swear we jar. We sure do. The is boo. Me and my boo. <sighs> hey, everybody. It's that time again. 11 o'clock comics episode 441 and i'm vince b
0: you are vince b and i'm going to see you in 24 hours and i can barely contain myself i'm david a price oh look at that you better contain you are
2: vince b and you are david a price which of course makes me one punch man
1: (laughs) you wish you were one punch man have you read it or are you just using it as an example? You just, you just name drop it. Have you read
2: it? trying to get it? you in a, in a, in a, oh. in a tizzy.
1: Alright, now you're not
2: One Punch Man.
1: He is really cool, but I would argue that oh, you are cool. Exactly. You are Jason Wood. What? That's right. And as soon as I said Wood, I looked at Wood on my screen. Really? Yeah, it's a segway. Oh, Wally? Ashley? Wally Wood. Actually, Wallace Wood here because the list of specials uh, have yeah, been posted worth. on the discount comic book service site, dcbservice.com, where you can get fabulous discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as from Fantagraphics. It's the life and legend of Wallace Wood, edited by Bob Stewart Um this thing, uh, his world is a penetrating biographical portrait of pioneering cartooning legend Wallace Wood, generously illustrated with gorgeous art as well as little scene personal photos and childhood ephemera. We got uh, contributions by Bill Gaines, Grant Geisman, Larry Hama, Paul Kirshner, Trina Robbins, John Severin, Tom Sutton, Al Williamson, and more. Uh, the cover price on this thing is $39.99. Now, remember, I said the publisher was Fantagraphics. You don't get usually deeper than 30% off on a Fantagraphics book. Very true. But this time around, 1999, 50% off. You got to get this. It's a hardcover. It's Wally Wood. There's no reason got not it. to get it. So I started spreading it around, the love for the hardcovers, and from P.S. Mm. Art Books, Pre-Code Classics Space Busters and Space Patrol hardcover. This is the 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 series that uh, Roy Thomas um is involved with the PS art books. This one's got it all, painted cover by Alan Anderson, interior art from the great Murphy Anderson, and we got Harry Harrison writing, collect Space Busters 1 and 2, Spring 1952 to Fall 1952, Space Patrol 1 to 2, Summer 52 and Fall 52 and Nightmare I don't know how that relates to space patrol, but it does somehow. Summer nineteen fifty-two and fall nineteen fifty-two. Cover price on this bad boy is fifty-nine ninety-nine. It's a hard right. DCB service price thirty-five ninety-nine. That's forty oh. percent off. And last but not least, the, the the single thing I am so excited for this month from Dark Horse. It's a new anthology, written, drawn, illustrated by Richard Corbin. It's called Shadows of the Shadows on the Grave. That doesn't look right. I think it's Shadows of the Grave. But anyway, Shadows on or of the Grave. Number one grave. from Dark Horse, three ninety nine cover yes. price. You can get, you can bring examples of one of comics' greatest. Illustrators of all time into your home for a lousy dollar ninety nine. Do it. You must order all of this Richard Corben. You gotta do it. Do it. uh dot com. Do not mind late orders or order editions, and you get your books when you want them delivered right to your door in perfect condition. Do it. Dcbservice dot com.
2: And the uh, the are 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 grand. Long-time sponsors are, are two of the many awesome people that they are, we are looking forward to seeing this weekend at New York Comic Con. Yes, indeed. True. Can't believe it's finally here, boys. You're excited, are you?
1: Yeah. You, <laughs> wow. You know, I don't. I don't get super because he sees
0: it so damn often. Jim. Yeah, I was going to say it's. it's oh, no, yeah, you know, twice a year, but That's
2: cool. Like a redwood. You are stoic. Yeah, it's funny too cuz internally you you burn with great passion.
1: Dude, it's
2: weird, yeah. isn't it? Can't explain it, but it it fits, right? Hey, before
1: we get into the the festivities, right? Um what are you drinking?
2: Oh, damn, that's a good question. I am drinking a red Italian um blend called Burrasca. Not burrata, wow. but I like the awesome cheese. Burrasca. 2014
1: vintage. Hmm. Is that, um, another installment in that subscription uh, service? It's that not you're... a
2: subscription service, but it is a <laughs> subscription service. And yes, it's price sellers.
1: <laughs> Dick Flag is flying already. already. Not oh, even, not even tomorrow. Yeah, I'm good.
2: I what are you drink drinking now, wine, Vincent?
1: Right? What am I drinking? I'm drinking the best coffee oh, in the world. McDonald's oh coffee. My I, I could drink the night before. Oh, no. so
2: it was, what does that mean for David and I? Yeah, it's just well,
1: y'all are luscious. Eh,
0: fair enough.
1: Rumb, ah, Rummy, Rummy bastards. Rummy bastards. David, <laughs> what are you drinking?
0: I am uh enjoying the last bottle of Brotherhood, America's oldest winery, Cabernet Sauvignon from New York.
1: Nice. Dost thou havest any thank yous? Uh,
2: I don't think so. Cool. If I do, apologies. I'll get you well, on the back end.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. And David, none for you as well?
0: Uh, not that I none None that's coming to me. But yeah, I'm probably drawing a blank about something.
1: All right. And this week was um, Bizarro Week. Because usually when a new Netflix series comes out, a Marvel related Netflix <laughs> right. series you both jump into it
0: head first and you're like,
1: damn, you're only on episode
0: no, three. No, no, wait, 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 We we consume you, it faster, but we're not we don't finish you, it before the weekend's over. I mean I at least have to watch it with Renee. I, didn't either. I, I know you didn't, I, I, but I mean but we, we start it when it when it launches and then you get around to it and then you finally finish it, you know, four months later. So but yes. This time it was a bit of a reverse. Okay.
1: Now, I was consumed with Luke Cage. Episodes one, all the way to seven. I think they're amazing. And they, they captured me. They had me. I was in that world. Believe, uh, Lamont was great. Um, the, the,
2: spoiling anything. I'm only the four episodes.
1: I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not spoiling anything. Right? But anyway, I'm just saying, the the world that they crafted, the dialogue, everything that went on, the villainy—it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And something happens in episode eight that totally shits the series
2: see it because I destroys
1: I... just... it totally destroys the series wow. for me. And episode eight, nine, and ten—garbage. I couldn't even watch them, Unbelievable. but I did. Yeah, it it becomes—it's the anti-Luke Cage. It started off so interesting. And um, there's that cultural history of the black man that runs through it, and the music, and the jazz, and the, the the founding fathers, and the major figures, and it's great. And then it turns into garbage with episode. It's like the writers forgot what they were doing. Wow. Yeah, I'm so sad because I said to that, I said, you know what, I'm done. I'm not watching any more of this.
0: Left, and you just decided that. I'm done.
1: I'm finished. I don't care how it ends.
0: Well, we'll tell you. And but, you yeah, no. I know. I'm, I know you will, but I'm
1: I'm I'm hoping to. See, I want to see if you feel okay. the same way. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. But I love one to seven. I think they're perfect.
0: I, the the episode. Are, did you finish the fourth, Jason, or you're yep. in it now? Yep. The origin story is fantastic. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, the whole, we got to see, we got to see the yellow shirt, you get to see the tiara. I mean, everything is and slight spoilers as far as, you know, things that, some, some beats that get hit, but I mean, we're not gonna go into the story. I know Jason plots once Shades said who he's working for, and then, oh, yeah. uh, when the cousins were kinda going at it, but, um, there is, uh, yeah, I, I am, I, Mike Holter shows up, doesn't wear a shirt, Renee's in for the long haul, so it doesn't really matter, (laughs) but it's, I, I, I am really, we're up to episode six and, and we we finished the sixth episode last night and I, it's, I'm not sure where, I'll I'll wait till it's, till we finish it to see, you know, where it falls on, you know, between the first two seasons of Daredevil and Jessica Jones. But I mean, I'm feeling the way I felt with every initial season of the Netflix shows as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I, right. you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where, where it falls off the rails for Vince and, and I think it's a, it's a major, major fall. I'm not going to say, I won't say well, anything else,
1: I'm, but, and I want to be very clear. My dislike of the show from that, that point on has nothing to do with the actors, has nothing to do with the direction. I, th- I know that's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with that. It's
0: all the story. I think they made a A huge mistake. Uh, I I, I know that even with with regular network television where you get like 20, 22, 24 episodes for a season because they have to fill it out, there are times where when you have a writing room and different people are in charge of an episode, things do not feel consistent from one episode to the next. One character acts a certain way in the third episode. Mm By the fifth episode, you're like, did you forget what you said? Like, So it's – I definitely – those are things that do – me off they don't they haven't I, I very few shows i've written off of based on on uh inconsistent quality control but uh i'm i, so. I'm, I I'm hoping that i kind of see exactly the switch for events and and i'm i i'll see it through i'm sure i'm going to see it through no matter how ridiculous <laughs> You you would have to be Ray Charles. Okay, no, feel. and that's absolutely fine. And I'll, I'll, I'll either, for whatever reason, I'll, I'll make up an excuse as to why it's, it's not going to bug me, but I'll, I'll. <laughs> oh,
1: I know you, brother. I'm thinking all it's right. going to yeah. bug yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I can't
0: wait. Huh, alright. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have to wait till next week because after tonight. I... No, we could watch uh, Jason's. Yeah, yeah, yeah we right? could just J- skip the Jason time on
2: like Saturday and just watch.
0: That's true. Well no, we gotta <laughs> run out for Bubba Gum and then we'll, we'll come back. That yeah, is <laughs> true. Oh my goodness.
2: Top Girl Shrimp. shrimp
0: I
1: scammed I scammed it. We don't need to go to Bubba Gum for Shrimp. Party. All we gotta do is go to the convenience.
0: <laughs> we gotta pick <laughs> up some artificial, so invitation crab meats. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeaah. You wanna, you, you said you were, you had so much to talk about this oh week, Jason. God. What are you talk
2: about? So much. So, okay, first thing, um, started reading it last week but didn't want to t- get into it, um, and then we, we had lots of other things to talk about. But um, long-time DC fans are well familiar with the Absolute Edition. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Absolute Edition. So Marvel has their Omnibus. DC has their Absolutes. Very different in packaging. The Marvel Omnibus, you know, are... Really just about collecting a ton of comics into one volume. Some would even say, even though I own, I think, all of them, they're unwieldy. You know, I mean, many of them are like 11, 1200 pages. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the collector in you cringes because if you try and read it, the spine starts to to pull. It's, you know, it's a situation. I, I, I like them. I like having them as handy as reference. But I got to say, it they're not the most conveniently built books to just sit down and reread stuff that you love. Now the absolute editions are a hundred percent different. They are also reprints of classic works that are considered important enough to warrant it, but they are essentially, well, they're not essentially, they are deluxe oversized hardcovers. They collect much more finite series, usually, you know, what, uh, anywhere from like five or six issues to maybe 12 issues. Um, mm-hmm. and it's oversized and hardcover and many of them, no, I think they all have slipcases. So wonderful, wonderful product. I, I'm a fan of both. My, my comic room is full of them, but. I have to say, if I had to choose one, I'd, I'd say the absolutes are a better package. So IDW, which has done an amazing job with collected editions under Chris Ryle's uh, stewardship, he announced. Um, well, I guess this builds off of the the artist, uh, you know, the, the artist editions, which uh, I'm sure people know are the the amazing books that he started a few years back, where he gets the original art from different. Works by, by important artists and they actually high res scan them and then sell you the book of that. So essentially it's, it's the closest thing most of us will ever get to seeing or owning the original art for many of the works that were most nostalgic for us. So building mm-hmm. off the success of the artist editions, Chris announced a new line of books from IDW, uh, called the artist select series. In essence, what they are are IDW's is now doing Marvel Absolute Editions. Now, I have no idea why Marvel isn't doing these themselves. I, I, it's a fascinating thing to me that they have this, this, this partnership with IDW. But regardless of that, essentially what they are, are they are uh, oversized, high-res, beautifully packaged collections of important works from Marvel in uh, amazing slipcases. They look like absolutes. They feel like absolutes. Essentially, they are Marvel absolutes, but produced by IDW. And the first one, which fell into my loving arms two weeks ago, was the Bill Sienkiewicz New Mutants Artist Select Edition. It is a glory to behold. I cannot describe to you the joy I have having this in my possession.
1: It's all black and white, though,
2: right? No, no, no.
1: Oh, I thought you said they just no, scan it no, no. From those the... are the
2: artist editions. You know, the artist editions are those big. Those are like the eleven by seventeen scans of the original art. Tarzan one. This is have. an absolute. This is just like an absolute. It's it's a okay, print. okay, this good. Is,
1: so it's a faithful reproduction of the correct. books, albeit exactly, in larger size. Exactly,
2: it's the size of an uh, absolute. That's exactly, and this reprints uh in its full glory uh the entire run of Bill Sienkiewicz on New Mutants. Um, which would be issues 18 through 31, as well as uh, a story from X-Men Unlimited number 43. Um, it's 352 pages, and this is part of their IDW select line, so their limited edition collector stuff. So this was... Um, they made 999 copies, um, hand-numbered, signed. And Vince, in the back of the book, is a envelope... <laughs> on the back cover and you pull it out and there's a two page. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's like, not maybe a graph, but like, it's like almost like, like cell, like a cell. And, and Uh the one is the, is an illustration. And the other one is, uh, like the Ruby, your infamous Ruby lift. Yeah. I'll have to show you when you, when you, when you come here this weekend, but, but in essence, this was a great opportunity to reread. Um, I would say one of the more well-regarded, arcs of um, X-Men or and mutant lore. And um, sure. I, I have to say, I don't even, you know, we've all read a million comics and, and, and there are lots of comics that I, I hold dear that I feel as though I remember like it was yesterday. But in essence, I think if I reread them, there'd be a lot that I didn't remember in the same way. Right. Cause you know, kind of, Yeah. and I have to say in this case, because these works were so powerful when they hit the stands, it was as if I had just read them yesterday. Like I, I pretty much remembered them as they were. It was, uh, so they held, they held through 20, what, 25 years of, of, um, uh, I'm not, I forget when this run actually came out. I guess it would have been in the, um, I guess the, 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 the late eighties. no, 84 began in 84. Yeah. 84 so I was 10 years yeah. old. And I was, this is right when I started becoming a collector. I was buying these off the, off the, why are you laughing?
1: You're 10. I
2: know. <laughs> you so, cute, so. cute little, cute little Jason. Because the thing is, is, is I would say a lot of our listeners weren't even born, so. I know, right? Uh, and a lot of our listeners were probably 40 by then. Um, hey. Well, you were 20, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was 20. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it's, and listen, we've talked, if, if, people have listened to our show for the eight, eight or so years we've been doing it, you've heard us talk about Cabbage before, you've heard us talk about Cabbage New Mutants before, but just to reiterate, this was such a smart first choice for them to do, I think. Um, and again, maybe because I was 10, this is what I'm curious. You got, you know, mean, David and I are relatively the same vintage. And when we started to read and like you said, Vince, you were a little older, but, but I remember this as being for me, because again, I, I think like with many people, I read superhero comics for a long time at first and nothing else. Like I didn't really experiment with non-superhero stuff for a long time. So for me, this was the first work that artistically was so noticeably different than anything else I had experienced to that point that I also loved and wanted more of. If that makes sense, like I'm sure I saw other artists over the early years of me reading that I maybe thought were different than "quote unquote" typical superhero art, but I don't recall you know it mattering to me or liking it and probably disliked it. This was that first thing that I saw that I was like, wow, this does not look like a comic book that I've ever seen but man, is it unbelievably captivating. Right.
0: I mean, you could have like just league of America, you could go from Dick Dillon to mm-hmm. Don Heck to George Perez. And even though they have different styles, they all have a, a superhero sense. You, you know, it's, it's a traditional looking superhero comic with the new mutants. You had, you have, you start off with the graphic so graphic novel. Number four, you get the introduced team and then you bring out the ongoing and it's, right. it's, it's Bob McLeod for for, for the first batch of issues. Um, pretty much about his traditional Absolutely. As you can get. Absolutely. There was and yeah. an, and maybe a Tom Mandrake, but then you have you bring out the goddamn Demon Bear and it's Billson Cabbage and it just looks yeah. it doesn't look like anything. I mean even you can read a Walt Simonson Thor book and that looks a little different than Web of Spider-Man or Marvel t- or anything else that Marvel was doing at the time. But then you 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 absolutely look at something that Bill Cabbage puts on the page yes. and it is Night and day. I mean, I know, I know for a fact there were people who got that issue, whether it was a subscription or they went to the newsstand. And they were like, the fuck? Yeah, they were just like the same.
1: Yeah, but, well that was the only, it's the only book that this could have happened. No, why do you say that? Because they would, they, they weren't gonna pull this kind of shenanigans no. and uncanny. No, right. They, they really wouldn't get, they wouldn't no, get no, a, away the with the it. They
0: weren't right. Absolutely not. They're not. Right,
1: so, so you know the the new mutants was a decent seller but it wasn't selling anywhere right, near canny. It
0: could numbers. take
2: a risk with this one.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. Right.
2: Yeah, th- I think that's fair. Um so and and you know again so it was a quick reread because it was familiar territory but the stories hold up really well. And and I think that's again important to say because um I'm going to presume there's a decent chunk of our listenership that that didn't start reading comics at the exact same time when we did and so maybe they've read some stuff from the 80s and, and, and particularly maybe read stuff that, uh, that they were told are classic and, uh, look, some things hold up and some things don't objectively. Now, if you have a nostalgic connection to something, I think you're more likely to enjoy it, even if it's like real talk. I mean, I don't personally think, and this can be sacrilege to a lot of people, I don't personally think rereading the early Claremont X-Men are anywhere near as engaging as they were when I was a kid and I read them. I think his style and the exposition with which he's now mocked in in essence, it was because the characters and the stories were so fresh and so exciting. And, 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 and at the time I, I didn't maybe notice the structure, but now I, they feel dated to me. I think, um, you know, secret wars, like we talked about, we never actually ended up doing that secret wars episode, but we all had kind of reconnected or reread with the original secret wars. When the, when the, um, the recent, there couple years ago, event was coming out, and and look, I mean that is, I mean that is just a train wreck. I mean you could do a mystery science three thousand about that book. It's so poorly written and and structured. Um, you know, again, we like it because we're nostalgic for it, but but it's not really a well written comic book. But you go back and you read this, and again, this was Claremont too, so I got to be fair. But man, is it engaging stuff. And since Claremont was also doing this stuff with the X Men, I have to assume that this holds up better because of the art and the way I remember the art and how, and, and how it captivated me. And it also reminds me of how much I truly love these characters. I mean, I love these characters. I think collectively they may be my favorite team of all time. And I'm just saying like, obviously you guys know who my favorite characters are individually, but I'm saying among, if you take like each team that's kind of persisted through time, whether it be the Titans or these guys or the X-Men or, you know, different iterations of the Avengers, like, I think this team of people like in general, if you averaged, if you gave a grade to every character that's, that's beholden to a classic team, I think I like this team better than anything else. I loved these characters. I still do. Um, and, uh, this was hmm. just a wonderful trip down memory lane. But I think the point I want to leave our listeners with is, and, and admittedly, I think this is out of stock. It's, it was, cause it was a limited edition. So you have to probably buy it, uh, you know, from a, a, a store or retailer that's already got it in stock. Um, it is just great. Great fun to reread, and I genuinely think if you've never read early New Mutant stuff and you just pick this up with issue eighteen and go through Sinkavich's run, it will really entertain you, and you'll be blown away by the art, absolutely floored. Oh yeah, yeah. Right
1: uh, now, New Mutants is your team favorite team of all. Well, time. again, I don't know if, like, which I, is I big if to I've do said that
2: out loud uh, before. I don't know like favorite, but you know, I love the Avengers and I love the X Men, and I've always said that comic collecting, I my goal would be to have complete runs of those two particular series just because I love those teams. But I just mean like as I, I in terms of each individual character, I got mad love okay. for all of these characters. I really do.
1: Closest characters here. I I would think that David's that an the analogous Titans. to uh, Yeah, gotta be the Titans. Oh, okay. I, I
0: I think I would have to uh Yeah sign off on that. Yeah. What about you, Vince?
2: Do you have something like that team that
0: would? If, well, it would have been a Fantastic Oh four. yeah,
2: the FF. Yeah, but I
1: don't consider the Fantastic Four. Yeah,
2: I guess I would. <laughs> I, you're right. I mean, that would. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't think of it at first. I guess because yeah, I, I don't.
1: No, for me, it's obvious. the The Legion of Monsters. It's cheating yes. because you you got you got Ghost Rider, you got Man Thing, Morbius, Living right. Mummy, you know, Frankenstein monster. So yeah, it's a big cheat. But if if I had to corral all mm-hmm. my all time favorite characters. It's the man thing, and then
0: all the monsters. So then, that okay, So, so then that's that's your lineup. So which which version of the who are the members that make the your M- New Mutants, Jason? No, no. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, go say back events. Who who are the? No, I know. Who what is what are the members of the New Mutants that make up your new? Is, is it the original crew? Is it well, years later with?
2: No, it's it's definitely the original crew. Safe. I mean, it's it's. Um, um, except Karma. No, no, no. Well, maybe actually. Makes <laughs> me you know what I think about. It. Uh-huh. <laughs> and
1: I'm fat. Uh, no, it's it's um, it, it
2: is it is the crew, the original crew. So you got it. It, it would. I mean, I have to include Karma because she's part of the group. It would be right. Danny. Uh It would be Danny. It would be be uh, Sam cannonball. It would be Roberto. uh, You know, Sunspot. Uh, definitely magic. Um, but I think we're, we're, it's not quite the new, the newest crew, And Magma, but the, the, I think for me, and and again, this is, that's the original crew. And then you get Warlock and you get Doug after. And, and to me, that crew, like Warlock joins in this in cabbage run, right? So like, that's the, that's the crew. I mean, that group together is the crew. Um, and, uh, look, I got mad love for, like, Birdbrain and stuff, and the, like, the blood and stuff like, that's cool, too. I remember, and Gossamer and all that, but, but I'm, the crew that I'm talking about right now is this, is this crew yeah. that is encapsulated in the, in the Sinkevich run, which is, which is, uh, you know, Karma, Danny, uh, Roberto, Sam, uh, Ilyana, uh, Magma, I forget Magma's actual name, and,
0: uh, and Warlock. Wolf's not in it?
2: Oh, I'm sorry, and, and Rain, yeah, Rain.
0: Yeah. Yep. Now, how how many? So, Vince, whenever they come out with anything resembling, like, like the Hopeless miniseries from a couple years ago. Oh
1: yeah, Morbius yeah, right, and, and, and the the Punisher oh, stuff, the yeah. Frank yeah. Frankenstein Castle. Yeah, that's just beeline straight to my heart. I did, I'm just mainline, mainlining awesome when they do that. But see, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted because the, the the Granddaddy is what Marvel Premiere number twenty eight. That's got Man right. Thing and and Morbius and 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 uh, Jack Russell and and Ghost Rider, but it's not really Legion of Monsters without the Frankenstein mm-hmm. monster. So it's either the Marvel Magazine version of it. What was that in? Um, I think it was a, a, a special Legion of Monsters uh, with Dracula and, and Frankenstein monster and and Manphibian was in there, but. The Manphibian's great, but no, when, when, um, hopeless and, and, uh, when they, when they just perpetuate this theme, it's awesome for me. I, it's, it's old home week, you know? But yeah, it's gotta have man oh, yeah. thing in it.
2: Now here's it's, a bit of trivia for you. Marvel's man monster. Uh, Sienkiewicz's run as the penciler ended in issue number 31. Who followed him? Oh, cheating.
1: Who followed Sienkiewicz on New Mutants?
2: Issue number thirty-two.
1: I remember it being jarring. Oh yeah, because it was so because it was mm-hmm. so different.
2: And I'll give you a hint, it's not um, Rick Leonardi. You took over. No, Arty no, Arty.
0: no, no, no. Right. Um, it's not Tan Mandrake, is it? Uh, no,
1: I don't remember who was Steve it.
0: Leia Aloha. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, poor and, Steve.
1: Uh, <laughs> I got something Steve drew tonight, yeah. and, and,
0: and we and you know we mentioned Secret Wars too for a hot second, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean I think he, I would see his name and I would kind of just be like, oh okay, but then you he know he was Jack, right? Just years later, right? Yeah. But then years later, he's he's working with the crew on Fables, and Steve it's like, James. is this the same motherfucker? Oh, I can't. you know. So so I'm yeah. I'm happy for him. I think that's great that it's like you know here's. Here's a dude who kind of got mixed in with whatever crap you get stuck to you working with Secret Wars 2, but then you end up working on something like Fables and, and I mean, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm glad it ended up working out better for him. I, I don't want to just think of somebody like, you know, I don't want to think like, whoever, I don't want me to just think about an artist that like, And I don't mean this in a bad, like Frank Springer on, on invaders or, or something like that. It's just like, I want, I want to think of you as doing better work or, or, or be, do work that's more widely accepted than, than just, you know, some fill-in issue where, you know, yeah, oh, you're, oh, great. Good for you. You got to work on New Mutants after Sienkiewicz. And I'm sure everybody's going to love that. But I mean, and then, but with the Sienkiewicz thing real quick, what I was reading New Mutants, I, was blown away and and baffled by what I was looking at because I'm like this isn't what I'm 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 reading Power Pack earlier in the day and now I'm reading this and it's just like I'm I'm but it was such a departure from the Neil Adams stuff he was doing on Moon Knight and I was just like this can't be the same dude and it and and the fact that you can have an artist who is and it I kind of felt the same way when Ramita Jr., who, whether he was inked by, by Jim Mooney or working on Amazing Spider-Man, and then he goes to the Uncanny X-Men, and it was just, it looked so rushed and so mm-hmm. haggard, and I was just like, this can't be the same dude who was kicking ass, drawing Peter Parker and a, and, and a pretty rugged J. Jonah Jameson, and I, I love his earlier Amazing Spider-Man stuff, and then, I, it was bittersweet for me in a bunch of ways because We went from Paul Smith, who I absolutely love on Uncanny X-Men, to get a handful of pages at the beginning of issue 175 and more than half of the issue is finished by Ramita Jr., I would just say, it it was a gut punch. And then, and, and the, it still told the story, it was, you know, it was the X-Men and, and who killed Kitty Pride and and Marion Caliban and all this other stuff going on and it, it, it was a fine, let's say it was a fine story, but you know, Claremont is telling his thing and, and, and JRJR is drawing it, but it wasn't, it, it, and that's, that's on me. It wasn't the, the Bermuda Jr. that, that I wanted to see drawing an X-Men book. And, and you know, it's a team book. You got more than one character, more than everybody. It, it's a large book. There's a bunch of characters. He can't take the time and draw, you know, just Spider-Man for, for 20 pages. He's got to draw mm-hmm. Wolverine and, and, and Storm and Colossus. And I mean, and he was great with Colossus. He was a big dude. I, I, I like his Colossus, but it was, yeah, there there were times where you'd see an artist just move to a different book, and and the style, which made me appreciate artists who would just not not be a clone. You know, you you had aside from St. drawing like Neil, you also had you, know, you had Brian Hitch drawing like Alan Davis. Uh You know, so it's nice to see artists just kind of. Come into their own and 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 take on a book and and draw it the sure. And and the Demon Bear Saga was not. I don't know anybody else who could have illustrated that story.
2: Well, well that's one of those yeah. great things, right? When an artist becomes so ubiquitous with a visual style that, as you said, and you look back on it, you just couldn't even fathom someone else doing it. You know. And yeah. I have to say, so it was fun just to quickly look through um, the artists after him. I mean, it was wild, dude. Like the pairings were wild. So. Leonardi inked by Kevich, right? Then Keith Pollard inked by Del Baras. And these are just consecutive issues. And then Butch Geist took over. Can you care to guess who inked Butch Geist?
1: Tom Palmer?
2: Kyle Baker.
1: Oh, shit, Baker
2: was a
0: crazy
2: anchor back then. Then then Butch Geist with Terry Austin. Then back to Kyle Baker. And then Steve Purcell, DAP, our boy.
0: No, it's Gordon Purcell.
2: Oh, are they related?
0: I don't think so. Oh,
2: alright. Well, Steve Purcell, inked by, I think he's more of a pencil, known more as a penciler. Wils Portasio. Oh, wow. Mm. Don't, don't want to see this. <laughs> 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 and then a long, and then, and then a pretty long run of, uh, of Butch Geiss and, uh, and, yeah. uh, and uh, Kyle Baker. And then, Kyle Baker left inking, and guess who inked, uh, Butch Geis in issue number 48? Freaking P. Craig Russell, dude!
1: Yeah, right, right, right. And then, right, right.
2: and then, Blef, and then the Blevin stuff, which I vividly remember and that with Val Meyrick was his anchor, but yeah. So.
1: Yeah. You know what? Don't undercut, um or undersell, uh, Steve Leloha Cause he's, he's, has touched some of the greatest series of all time. Mm-hmm. He, he worked on Howard the Duck. One to thirteen. Sure. Uh He's touched Coyote. Oh yes. For epics. Well,
0: just
1: uh, What else? let just... well, shut up, you. Um, he's touched the series that I'm going to talk all... about tonight.
0: What, 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 what series art do you want to talk about tonight, Vince? Do you want me to go to it now? Well, I don't want. I don't want to. Jeez, That's what I'm it's saying. Not I'm done just, yet? I'm...
2: No, I mean, I, I am pretty much done. I would just say that this is this is awesome and. Even if you don't have the budget or the wherewithal to buy this particular version of what we're talking about, do yourself a favor pull it up on I don't know uh if comicsology unlimited has this stuff but they might that'd be cool if they do if they don't i you know if you come across even a digital copy or or uh, some of the, the the classic you know if you, I don't think frankly the uh I would imagine that the back issues aren't all that pricey I would imagine I don't think they are I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they are because, like you said, I don't think this was a. I mean, this is a book that uh you know it didn't. It, it wasn't a great seller, but I don't. I feel like we were well within the time when people were bagging and boarding all their issues. So I feel like there's lots of copies around. Either way, not a hard series to find in some version, shape or form. I think there's a Marvel Classics uh, trade of the stuff, and so give it a whirl, man. It's definitely worth your time.
1: Now, let me ask you a question. At the time, there was just two mutant books, right? Un- Uncan. There was just un. And and, New, and Mutants, yeah. New Mutants, Uh
0: the um
2: yeah, they were the kids again. Super- like uh, I guess I take for granted everyone knows what we mean. Like New Mutants, the premise was this: the, the next group of kids. The 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 X Men themselves had grown up for, by and large and become adults. And Claremont thought it would be fun to set the clock back and get back to telling stories of of kids at the school learning how to become heroes. That's what New right. Mutants was. It was his yeah. second at the time. It was you know, his second class for all we knew, uh, meaning, right. Pretty, yeah. Like yeah. not like, his se- like the second class obviously was the storm. but I mean like this, this is a fresh class, class of kids right. after the yeah. original five, like his, where he took them under his wing and recruited them and brought them to the school. And, and it was a novel concept. then. now we've had a million iterations of that since, you know, generation X and young X-Men and X-Men Academy. And, and, you know, I guess for the last, probably what, uh, since Morrison and even now since Morrison onward to now until the, um, school was destroyed uh you know you had hundreds of mutants being trained at school and that was very, very kind of commonplace but uh you had like that period of time at the x academy where you had like different groups right like the Helians and you had like the each and they were all kind of competing in, in different activities but been a lot of iterations but this was the first of the new class if you will so yeah
1: i gotta be honest i was about to drop the book be uh in the the parts before Sienkiewicz mm-hmm. got on it because like, I just thought it was boring like the whole stuff with Rome, the Roma the yeah. Roma thing yeah. and it's just like oh god this is uninteresting it's not visually exciting to me anyway I mean then when Sienkiewicz came out I was like alright this is doing something that other comics right. aren't doing and I think the uh, Demon Bear Saga opened the door for Electro Assassin would never have happened without the Demon Bear that's Saga that's a good point and yep.
2: So there you have it.
1: He get Stankovich got his rep.
2: Oh, wow. there, now there what was are. he like? Because again, I was ten. So like, was Sienkiewicz a name before this?
1: He was known as a Neil Adams clone.
2: Wait, really? So this was the first time you need to.
0: This, yes. style? this weekend we will find oh, some, some of the older Moon Knight issues.
2: I just assumed he was doing other indie stuff, and then they.
0: No, no, no. Oh, he was. I don't know if he was a Marvel in-house artist, but no, he was doing a lot oh, of Marvel. Oh, that's art. really cool. Yeah, yeah. So he just. I mean, it was. You'll see some of his moon earlier Moon Knight stuff. And you're like, oh, so Neil Adams drew this, and no, no, it's just. It it really is like Brian Hitch aping Alan Davis. It's like almost you can you can tell it's not Neil, but my man studied Neil and and right. just took that and and ran with it. But uh there are. There are a lot of the Sinkevich issues on Comixology for the for anybody who's not gonna be at the con who wants to look for the collection that Jason just talked about, uh you can at least read the stories on Comixology. And and as I'm looking at the covers, I do remember one thing that just always struck me odd was the covers that Sinkevich painted with the standard from day one. New Mutants logo on the top of the cover, and it just looks so. It, it was it, there was a huge disconnect in my eye because it the the colors of those logos on top of his artwork just didn't.
1: Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> as easy back then to just switch up and say, "All right, you can redo the the, the cover text," because it had to be shot and you know, it, stat yeah. camera and uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Cool. David. Yes, Vince. What were you reading in
0: 1991? 1991. <laughs> uh, the few things I was reading since, since I was not as financially fluent by comics, I was, I was reading mostly, um, big two stuff. Uh, I worked right. at a comic shop, so that's what I got to read and I, um, I 1991 was probably that. Let's see, there was probably an event going on, at least one. <laughs> maybe at DC, maybe something about the future. Uh, yes, I was probably reading during that summer, Armageddon 2001. Yes.
1: Well, what you were reading during the summer of two thousand of 1991, I was reading. Oh, just about a couple days <laughs> ago. <laughs> You're yeah, there.
2: yeah.
1: I mean. I read, it, it was really strange. I did not read the bookend issues when this originally came out. I bought the annuals that I, uh, from the books that I normally collected and did not read the bookend. So I only got part of the story. I wasn't in on the whole hubbub over the, uh, <laughs> see, uh, let, let's lay, lay all this out. Okay. Um, Armageddon 2001 was, uh, an event, uh, which took place in the DC Universe annuals, uh, and it was initiated by a special, Armageddon 2001 number one, and it was concluded with another special, Armageddon 2001 number two. But in between the two bookend specials, this thing trailed through how many, uh, 12 annuals, David? Oh, I believe. yeah. Well, pretty much every, every title. No, right. no, it didn't go through it didn't go through no, the legion uh, book. So I know that.
0: The present day. Like so, but that's and that bugged me somewhat because instead of just having one possible future for Superman because he's in Superman and he's in Action Comics and he's in Adventures of Superman and he's in Man of Steel, we get four different possible outcomes for Superman's future. Wow. And the same thing with the just the right. same thing with Batman. So he,
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, it Alright, it, it it trailed through Superman Annual Number Three, uh, Batman fifteen, Justice League America Annual Five, Hawk and Dove Annual Number Two, which should have been a real big red flag, but it never was, um, Hawk World Annual Number Two, Flash Annual Four, Lee Joan, the acronym 91 Annual Number Two, which I read for this week, uh, New Titans Annual Seven. Action Comics Annual 3, Detective Comics Annual 4, Adventures of Superman Annual 3, and Justice League Europe, which I believe I read yeah, a while did. back, Annual Annual Number 2. And if that's the one, the Justice League Europe Annual Number 2 is the most egregious in flaunting the fact that it was Captain Adam going in. Yep. Because of that yep. last page where okay we'll we'll get we'll get into it here um there is a character called Wave Rider who is from the future travels to the present of the DC universe because he has first hand information that one of them will go bad and become a character called Monarch a despot a totalitarian ruler that the, all the superheroes are dead he turned on them superman is no more batman is no more who is who is monarch you don't know but wave rider's going to find out yeah, matthew right. rider see see he was um, not too happy in the future of 2030 everything is so sterile and and he he bides his time or he passes the time um, perusing old computer data disks because within these discs, he could find tales of the heroes that have been, um, uh, calculatedly scrubbed from the the public record or his, the, the historical record. Monarch wants none of that. He, uh, those people, as far as he's contern, concerned, never existed. So, um, Matthew Ryder is, goes through these discs and he finds things out that there's a discrepancy between history and what is revealed on these discs. Um, unfortunately, Matthew Ryder's daughter is a bit of a, a stormtrooper, a jackboot, because she works for the, um, she's a peacekeeper, which is uh, another word for an enforcer. Uh, and the, the man that sold Matthew Ryder, the discs is killed. And uh Ryder witnesses it and he sees a little girl almost to be shot by the peacekeepers and he saves the little girl. And when his daughter finds out that her father just put him, himself in, in harm's way to save the little girl, she freaks out. She's like, you know, why did you do that? It was just a little girl. We were we were righting a wrong here. And he's like, what are you kidding me? It was a little girl. Don't you see the problem with this? But they don't. They don't see the 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 forest for the trees in this this future timeline. So um, he manipulates Monarch in a way where he makes him think that he's the perfect candidate for Monarch's um, experiments with uh, time. And Matthew Ryder gets sent back to our time and he hopes to fix what has gone wrong. He hopes to find out who... The the uh, wayward hero uh was and correct it so that monarch will never be he'll never come to
0: pass right. The um, never had to experience this.
1: Right? Do you think, they'd be think next they to did? Shit, right? They <laughs> know.
0: Right? It, Which I guess means everything's I guess not. okay by the time the future comes around.
1: The first issue the, the is written by Archie Goodwin. Now, come on, you know you're in good hands. With Archie Goodwin at the controls, right? And it, as a, as an opening salvo, it's great, isn't it David? I love the first chapter. It's, there's a paranoia that runs through it. That's, uh, amazing. And, and Matthew Ryder has a sense of, uh, justice that he's a hero. He's a more hero than, than his daughter, who is just this iron, uh, clad, she's she's a killer, and she does the, 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 all these people in the future. The, 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 it's almost like they're brainwashed. It's it's really disturbing to witness a future without in the DC Universe anyway, a future without heroes. And um, so Matthew Ryder, now known as Wave Rider, goes back to the present of the DCU and and reveals that in ten years, one of you is going to turn. On, on your fellow heroes, so he goes around touching everybody. Stranger Danger, Wave Rider touches heroes in the DC universe, and he, if he touches you, he can ride a wave of a potential future. Like he touches the Flash, okay, you're okay, Wally's not a problem. Touches Batman, all right, this is not a possible future. You're you're okay, but in the second special which was written by Denny O'Neill. And Juergens, uh, ha- I think, drew both of them, right? With inks by Art mm-hmm. Tiber in the second one. Dick Giordano yeah. is in this. Um, in the second one, he actually does touch Captain Adam
2: In the, in the nether regions?
1: <laughs> no, he t- touches him touch. to find out. That, that was the whole thing. The fans had somehow figured out that Captain Adam was the, the one that, it, it was either leaked or they, it was pretty obvious with the end of, of, uh, Justice League Europe annual number two because they saved Captain Adam for last. They show Hawk and Dove battling Monarch in mm-hmm. certain issues here and there. And then they hone in on the very last page of the last annual that goes into the second issue. Of the this event and mana and and wave Riders just about to touch Captain Adam and that's where the second issue uh begins and he touches Captain Adam and it's not pretty like the future uh Nathaniel Adams future is not a good one he see he witnesses his his children and grandchildren just mowed down by uh government sanctioned street gangs see that the street gangs have a permit to protect their their territory so open carry is allowed with the street gangs and they're they they have they're within their legal rights to defend their territory and it just so happens that that nathaniel adams's uh family got caught in the crossfire and he's pissed he hasn't used his powers in a long time because he was informed that um Using his powers put the I don't know if it was the quantum field it, it put something at risk. So he hasn't used his powers for a long time, but seeing his family killed, seeing their bodies dumped in a land in, the, in a garbage dump um, has has pushed him to the edge and he uses his powers, and in doing so, he dislodges monarch from the time stream. See, Monarch was going back. Monarch knew that Matthew Ryder was full of shit. That he was going back to try and stop him from ever existing. So as soon as he saw that Ryder was o- relatively okay, like the process worked, he took the, he did the process as well. And it's Captain Adam that dislodges Monarch from. He's he stuck at one point, and the energy that that Captain Adam has to summon. To destroy this whole city block screws with the time, um woohoo, and Monarch is, is allowed to go back into time and where he's revealed to be yeah, Hawk, which is a bunch of it is, bullshit. It, it, and it was, it was never, ever, never Hawk.
0: They pulled a the McMahon, Jason. Instead of instead of actually just letting the story go to its logical conclusion and and let them tell the story they intended to tell from jump, they're like, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. the fans figured it out. We need to change it because we 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 want to keep it a surprise. We want to just be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you never would have guessed who it was." And it's like, how do you how do you negate? It's, it's it doesn't no, make it sense. Doesn't.
1: Does it? When you have two characters that are traditionally mentioned within the same breath, Hawk and Dove, Hank Hall loves Dawn Granger. He has has had a thing for her for however long, right? And then he, in the guise of Monarch, kills her in front of his Hank Hall persona to hopefully push himself to go bad. Like it is the you worst. Love chaos
0: so much is oh, Yeah, the
1: most contrived explanation of why that it, monarch turned out to be hand call. You know what? If they just let it go, where um, they let Captain Adam be the big right. bad, that would be cool. Sure. And and it would you know it would be like oh yeah we figured it out. So what we figured it out. The joy is in experiencing right. the story, mm-hmm. right?
0: And I was all to DC Challenge years before that. It was just like so. So now you're gonna you're gonna give a shit because we can. It's not. It wasn't built up to be. You don't have to be Sherlock. You just if if you're following the story, if you're following the characters, if you know what's going on. And and I mean, you have you have your readers all in. They're buying these are annuals. It's not like it was the monthly series where you know you got to buy them. This was this was an annual event. So you're like shit. I'm I'm spending an extra two bucks. To, no, no, well, I have, was I, hold on, uh, the annual I have right next to me. Oh, 295. Shit. Oh, so, yeah, cause I got Legion So, it, well, Legion, was that on Baxter Paper? Legion 91 was on, so, yes, it was uh, on um, oh, Scalp. But in any event, so you had, you know, just instead of, uh, 295 was this Elseworlds, it was, was annual number six for mm-hmm. Action Comics. Um, But instead of just having the story play out, so, so you got your readers, they're, they're all, they're buying every single annual to see where this is going, and, and to just, and I don't even, it, for me, I don't, I don't Mm. know if Wizard was talking about it, I don't know if, and, and I, I don't know if it was in CBG. I,
1: think, I remember was there good, it going around and, and and CBG. But I mean, there yeah. was no
0: internet, so it's not like you know there were forums or, or Facebook or anything where you could be like, "Oh shit, I think this is who it's going to be." Oh, I bet it, it. You you had to read it to find out, and if you wanted to talk about it in any sort of fan publication, you had to wait a month to see who else was going to talk about. It, or in CBG's case, every two weeks. But you had, um right. well, actually, no, it was a weekly and then a monthly. But yeah, CBG yeah. was weekly. Right? Uh, but still, I mean, it it really just it it left a bad taste in my mouth. It's, I, it was I wasn't swearing off a of DC, but it was just it was one of those things where you just it 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 really was a little disheartening. It's like you know we we were along for this ride. So what? So what? That we knew where it was going. We were all in, and and for you to just be like, yeah, nah, nah, you. you.
1: It was worse for them to be like, nah son, that's it's it's Hank Hall than than it was if they just admitted it and said, Yeah, you guys are pretty smart,
0: you figured it out. Now now see how it happens or or see where we go from here. But I mean right. we'll just be like, Oh God. And then and I just from that point on, I it it Hawk and Dove and Captain Adam, I really never looked at the same even when even when they brought Captain Adam into the Wildstorm universe with the whole thing with Majestic and everything like that, I was just like, I can't. I I'm not I, I really I I could not care less about this character at this point. You, you kind of just took the wind out of my sails. And whatever happens with Nathaniel Adams, I, I, I just, I'm not... You know what did happen? What did happen? <laughs> the alien agenda happened! Which, at the end
1: of Armageddon 2001, there's a a, a massive neutron bomb explodes. And Captain Adam absorbs... All the energy because he's a hero, right? And when he does that, he and Monarch are thrown into the time stream. And the first issue of this, um, Armageddon, The Alien Agenda, which was a direct spin-off from the stuff we just talked about, it was written by Jonathan Peterson, uh Dan Jergens pencil So Jergens is all over oh, yeah. the place in this two thousand and one yeah. stuff. He Steve Lee, Steve Aloha is the um, and it's it's great because in the first issue, Captain Adam and Monarch are sent into the prehistoric, the Cretaceous.
0: Yes,
1: so you get these two characters and a shit ton of dinosaurs and um, space aliens, and then it goes naturally to the you know you get to your Roman period, then it goes into the the Old West, and and Adam is a cowboy. It's just a it's a great series that spiraled out of some poop. There is some poop to Armageddon uh, d- 2001. But David, you mentioned um, you know if you wanted to talk about this or read about this kind of stuff there was no place to do it. Did you know that DC is publishing a um, Marvel Age type magazine that uh the first issue of which you can order with this previews? No shit. It's called It's called Direct Currents. Uh, Direct That's Currents is the new. What? Wait, this says new. <laughs> Direct Currents is okay, the new free. Mistake, yeah. The new free quarterly magazine that brings you into the world of DC with exclusive sneak peeks of every title, starting with the top secret Justice League Suicide Squad crossover event coming December. Get a first look at the all new Supersons. Series starring the offspring of Superman and Batman and new info on the second wave of rebirth titles. It's free. free. Why wouldn't you get this? You'd be a fool not
0: to. It be, be would be. If I hope get it's,
1: it. I hope it's lighthearted at at one, on one hand, I hope it's lighthearted and on the other, I hope it offers a level of, um behind the scenes, uh, things like marvel oh, yes. age did like there were certain things in marvel age you could but, not get anywhere else
0: but i love i love marvel, marvel, Our boy
2: daniel white posted marvel age 11 our forums this week
0: love love some marvel age and it's and the reason and you know i didn't work at either place i'm not saying that dc couldn't have been uh a fun place to work at especially when when some of the marvel editors left like like, like Mike Harlan and, and Danny O'Neill and they ended up working at, at, at Superman and Batman offices and, but with Marvel Age, you had dudes like Archer Goodwin, you had Mark Grunwald, you had, you, you had some, I, even when you read epic books or Marvel fanfare with Al Milgram at the beginning, you, you read, you got the sense that Marvel really was a, a fun place I mean, you could read shit about Jim Shooter and and realize that it it may not have been you know wine and roses, but at least as a reader, as a young kid, reading Marvel Age or or the bullpen bulletins pages or or, or even the letters pages, you just you you got a sense that it was boom. Oh, boom or or wham while they did yeah. Marvel. You know, they were just there were they were. Clubs, but you know, and and not that DC didn't like in the seventies. You had you know, Ask the Answer Man. You had you had the 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 Hembeck strips. You had some some fun mm-hmm. things with DC, and and I know that the
1: DC magazine blew the doors off of foam. What the hell was the name of the DC magazine? Why can't I remember it? The record
0: The um, it's not a new name. I mean, they've used that. Was it the that title. Oh, for, it was. They, they've
1: used it before. It wasn't Direct Currents. What the hell was the name of that magazine that used to come out? Um,
0: please tell me it wasn't Direct Currents. <laughs> so, but the... Uh, Can't be. I know that, and, and the deal has gone on record as saying this, that people don't write letters. I mean, I, the Marvel readers seem to be writing letters, but so whatever reason, DC readers aren't writing letters, so that's why they won't do a letters page. But I would so love to see that, that last page back matter, whether it's interviews with creators or right. what's coming up on the CW with, with, with the season of Arrow. I'd rather save that for direct currents and, mm-hmm. and give me a reason to get to the last page of that issue that I'm currently reading. And
1: it wasn't direct currents. I know the one you're talking about. That was the freebie yeah. that was given
0: out. Yeah. No, I'm
1: not talking about that. I'm talking the, the DC analog to foam. That was printed on nice paper with wraparound covers. And why can't I remember this? I
0: don't and, think I you know,
1: no one. Joe Kubert did a cover. Uh, Julia Swartz was on one cover. Uh, come on. DC comics. <laughs> donk, donk, donk. Dunk, donk, donk, donk. It's not even,
0: I don't it's not even thunk, show thunk, notes. Thunk. Yeah, you don't even talk. Oh. All right. When well, would you listen to this?
1: I don't know what the name. Oh, amazing world oh, of that. DC comics. Yes. That's
0: the- it's a yeah. million
1: times better, I think. Well, Fulme, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Foom was good, but Amazing World of DC Comics. I know Bill Z was probably screaming, yeah, right, right. Amazing World of DC Comics, because he knew this. Yes. Um, I don't have all of them. Maybe I'll look for some of these at the There's, con. You know what? Week. There's a hey. lot
0: of shit we're going to be looking for for on on a floor that we hate and try to avoid, like the plague. Oof. I'm gonna spend more time on the. But seriously, that is, like that. you know what, and 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 yeah, I know yeah. that you know anybody from Reed What's listening it? to this is 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 What's going to be like, you know, they, they talk, they tend to love artist Alley, and that's because the dealer's floor is so crowded. But that is, that's that's not really a reason for us to visit the floor. But I'm glad to see that so many people. I mean, we got to get our Lego mini figs. We do check yeah, out the sales. So, I mean, yes, we do. We, I mean, we're, I'm glad the dealer's floor is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also because it diverts some people. So we have more room around artist alley, but you have, um, it's, it is a very well stocked and, and there really is, you can find anything on the dealer's floor at New York, whether ah, no, well, I wouldn't you say can find anything. swords and then you can go and you can find the Green Lantern omnibus.
1: Dana ain't a glory hole.
0: Well, I'm no, that's, that's... That's well, what say I am saying. You're so, you, can't yeah. any- <laughs> you can't
1: find anything. You can't find anything. trying to get a PG, <laughs>
0: motherfucker. Uh <laughs> PG's nuts.
1: Not, not a boom tube. It's a <laughs> glory hole. <laughs> Why Doomsday's never
0: angry? I know. Uh, who Doomsday. I said Doomsday. I meant Darkseid. So angry. That's so what I'm
1: saying. Dark, doomsday's it always is. angry. He's born angry.
0: He is boring. Oh, born. Hey, I'm sorry. Oh,
1: he's not boring. There's one thing Doomsday's not that's as boring. That's Come funny. on, that's, that's, that's It is funny. funny. Y'all, y'all are, y'all silly. are so silly. But anyway, the uh, the dealer's floor. Um, I'm hoping that they switch it up this year. But I'm not expecting them to do that. But it would be nice if it was easier to uh to get around. Get around. Get around. Let's just say. <laughs> Because it's, uh, Saturday especially is, is very difficult to maneuver. Which is why. On the, on the yes. floor.
0: Yeah, Saturday seems to be, I, am I'm, I'm. Ground zero. Yeah, I mean yeah. with Thursday being, Thursday's a full day, right? Is it? Of course. Has been for years. Yeah. So I think, yeah, so I mean, it, and that seems to kind of maybe lessen it a little bit. I, I have people at work who, who are kind of bummed that they're not going to, I, one guy in particular, he was, I'm jealous. I'm not, I wanted to go, but I'm not going to be able to. going to be there. He will be there. <laughs> um, the, uh, but it is, it's, oh, it's, it's, he just, he loves the name. He just, he <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I have, aside from, um, I know we have to say hi to at Artist Alley. I know you, you have a butt ton of commissions to pick up this weekend. Um, I got a few. Yeah, a couple few. So, uh, and then I'll, um, I'll, I'll, see if it feels like drawing on a jam piece. I do have one commission to pick up. So yeah, it it should be, um, well, I mean, we'll definitely be talking about it soon, but it's a, uh, I'm not trying to go there just yet because I'm going to be thinking about it and I don't want to, I got a lot, like Vince says with me being all fidgety and panicky and you know, I got, I still got a lot of shit to do before I get to Jersey tomorrow night. So I don't want to think about everything just yet. Uh but there was you know, they um for the second year in a row, our our little neighborhood uh bulk pickup is this Saturday and so naturally oh, cute. I have to um I have to get all the crap out of the house uh before Saturday. So we brought a bunch of crap out already, uh but add a few things in the crawl space, some really stupid old like work-related training material from like training like, materials. I, training material, like like I really need to. I, I, I need to keep a fucking binder on Windows Vista. I mean, come on. So it's just yeah. Oh my god. It's just man. like hey, hey. this. Uh, I'm clearing out the crawl space. I had to pull some of the long boxes out of the way, and so I just I reached in because over the years I would just cram shit in these long boxes with no organizational pattern whatsoever. So I just I. Reached in and just grabbed a, few, a, a smattering of uh, of a f- few issues here and there. So there's one since Vince is all about the DC annual events tonight. Um, one in particular is one one event that happened throughout the summer of 1994 for DC, mm-hmm. um, and it was not one of their better ones. I mean, not that. I mean, anything would be better after after you follow Bloodlines, but you have, uh mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, following Armageddon, two thousand one, and you have you had a couple of years that weren't all that great, and this was one gimmick where it kind of watered down the 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 actual. In nineteen ninety four, the annual event was Elseworlds, and. Every annual was a, a what if, a different version of, of your hero for that annual. And, and the one I have in my hand right now is Superman, is Action Comics Annual Number Six, uh, with, written and drawn by John Byrne with a backup story, um, by Wheezy Simonson and, uh, Dennis Jank. And you have, um, all right, no, let, let's just say one thing before you mm. go any farther.
1: Louise Simonson, is she not in the running for the greatest woman writer of comics ever?
0: Oh, she definitely is. <laughs>
1: Louise Simonson, really? You even have to think about that? Are you uh, kidding? There aren't a
0: ton. I mean... That's
1: just, what I'm saying. There's not a whole lot of it's, women, it's, especially it's from it's that an time. Factor
0: and and New Mutants and... and- power, pack, power come pack on! Alone? no yeah, she yes is. am i wheezy go ahead so, i'm sorry for um interrupting. so this uh actually the best the, the last page is a is in a house ad welcome to the 30th century it's a plain white stark white box end of an era starting in june Running through Legionnaire seventeen and eighteen, Valor twenty two and twenty three, Legion of Superheroes sixty and sixty one, a part of Zero Hour. This is the kind of ads you get in this issue, but um, you know, I thought when Elseworlds was was announced with the prestige format and um, Gotham by Gaslight and, and and Red Rain and you know just so many different takes. On on the heroes we know, I it, it's it's whenever a story needs to be told, whenever I have, whenever someone has an idea about an Elseworlds title, we're going to put out an Elseworlds book. We didn't need a whole slew of annuals of of your, just you're forcing it now to to tell the forever for your creators to come up with an Elseworlds story, and, and it, yeah, I think it, right. it, it kind of just watered down the gimmick for me, and it just, instead of things just being a cool story, it's like, oh, okay, so I, but again, because there's four goddamn Superman books, you're going to have four different Superman Elseworlds on top of whatever else is already out there.
1: Oh, David, let it go. You you always, you hate that, no, don't you? It's four it's, different
0: books. No, it's, it's, They gotta come up with something? reading them weekly with the triangle, four different books. That's awesome. I get a different Superman book every week. I get four, four a month.
1: But you're saying it should be the same character
0: in each one. I'm just saying that it, 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 if you have, especially with Armageddon, it's like how, so because he, he saved this kitten today instead of this little girl, now Superman's future is different. And it's like, it just, it, it really. Speaking of kitten. Did Priest write this Catwoman Elseworlds Annual? I don't know. I don't have it. It says it says Priest, Cueva, yes. and Pez. Huh? I don't know too many other priests and comics. So yeah, so there's it's it's by John Byrne, and basically it's Superman as if he um as if Cal landed uh, around the time of um I guess the the Revolutionary War. So way to go, Byrne. So from there, <laughs> uh, I also dug out since it wasn't all DC. This is for Jason. Uh I have a random assortment, issue fifty seven, sixty one, sixty-two, sixty-three, and then I jump to sixty-six of mm-hmm. green. Oh sucker, sale twice a month. You have some uh let's see, Larry Hammond is your writer, but you have text
2: in second there.
0: text drawing a couple of these. I think this is by Silvestri Um
1: It's the best of the Wolverine. Oh, especially with L C
0: D? And Albert, yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely. I if yeah. if I can find those issues again, so I can reread that. I with the die cut classified issue fifty mm-hmm. cover oh, boy, that it is yep. Oh, dude, I need to find some of these issues again. So yeah, so there was oh that. Um, no, you were
2: there.
1: Eh? I, I'm not a big uh, Wolverine, Mark. You, you know that, right but right when <laughs> no, it's, I'm just being honest. When when Sylvester was on the book, it was really good.
2: Wasn't the only time it was good, but no disagreement.
0: <laughs> it was. uh
1: Okay, the, 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 uh, the, the first,
2: beginning.
1: the patch story in the we'll beginning know. with, with, um, Basima was good.
0: It's great. Uh, here is one of the best ends to an, a, 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 opening story of all time. Uh, Alpha Flight number 11 and 12. Yeah wait, 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 the bitch murderous. You have, uh, Thor. The Mighty Thor 346 and 347. Malakith on the cover of one of Resold them. So to see. Holding up uh, Lorelei over a pit. Lethargic Lad. But wait. This, this nice. is Vince. Yes, For me. Uh, there are... Adventures of Superman 593. Prelude to War. Our Wolves at War. Crossover. Mm. By... Mike Casey and Mike Waringo and Jose Marzan Jr. And I took a picture of a page from this issue. I'll post it or I'll, I'll actually, I'll send it to you then so you can put it up with the show notes. Nope. Uh, Superman number 175 tie into Joker last laugh with mm-hmm. stay oh. Rex. Okay.
1: I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 That's a great cover. That's a McGinnis was all over yeah, M- Superman.
0: McGinnis M- 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 and and Waringo were an awesome. T- they they complimented each other really well when they were going. You yeah, so, uh, bet. Um, and then there's a a Joker's last laugh, Secret Files and Origins. I don't know why the hell I ever bought these Secret Files and Origins issues. Um, You're a baller. Yeah, maybe that was why. Um And then,
1: but all these. Uh,
0: Green Lantern 100 to 106 which is Emerald Knights 1 through 6 Uh, actually 100 is the kickoff to that 101 through 106 is the actual storyline and it's when um, Kyle Rayner met uh, somewhat of a rookie Hal Jordan Green Lantern which is the only reason why I went back and actually bought these Green Lantern issues because Hell was going to be in it. Other, other than that, I don't think I read a Kyle Rayner issue once he, he got the ring. After. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's to put that hatred yeah. you got. A yeah, couple hey, so you have these. Hey, uh, car, hey, hey, um, hey, hey, hey! I hate going digging out the long boxes because I have to then go through them and see what the hell's in there and. <laughs> it, it sucks Don't you remember? Of, it sucks up a lot of time because I should have been doing other shit. But yeah, I mean, I could have. At my organizational skills, like I said, I, I went, I, I found like three issues of Secret Wars and then a couple of issues of the Timberwolf miniseries that DC put out way back when by Joe Phillips. It is. It's, it's a beautiful yeah. looking book, man. I, I, it <laughs> is. I love Phillips, but yeah, I just so that's just some random shit that I'll probably be reading in the near future. Love it. Yeah.
1: And just to cap off the Armageddon 2001, um when I read the Legion Annual, which I think is Legion Annual number two, um, Dox is really, well, this is redundant to say, but Dox is so crafty that he captures Wave Rider. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, it ends up, he ends up manipulating Wave Rider for all his information and his abilities and it's, it's Docs and, and Lady Cork, and they just like, they rule everything. It's a possible future. It's a good issue. Um, David, who illustrated this issue?
0: Uh, was it Mike McCone? You bet. Mike McCone on pencils. McCone and Kitson, man, and Legion artists. Jim Califoris yep. BFF? I know. Who will no Indeed. doubt. Who, <laughs> who? Jason will probably be persuaded to get something from if we stop by Jim's table again. Yeah, they
1: should bring Legion back. They will. will. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying Legion of Superheroes. That's inevitable. They but should they bring should bring acronym? the the acronym Legion. Yeah, they will. Dox Dox is too good of a character just to let him just like evaporate mm-hmm. like that. So, Coral, Vril. Um <laughs> what else do we got here
2: uh, oh i had uh talked about this first issue some time ago and uh waited until um it was collected to finish out the first arc um it's by aftershock comics oh and it is uh insects i n s e x t s uh first arc was named chrysalis written by marguerite Bennett with uh cartooning by, uh, Ariella Cristantina. And, uh, this is a weird fucking book. I was, for those that remember my discussion of the first issue, um, it's set in Victorian times. A woman is, uh, mistreated by her husband in many ways. Um, and, uh, ends up, um, having an affair with her housemaid, a sapphic love affair, but there's something about the woman that her house made and uh, that she's uh, got some kind of uh, alien or mystical type of situation in her. And she plants it in the, uh, the heiress and they both become other types of creatures and, uh, kill the husband, behead him actually. And then birth a baby through the, hus- this all happens in the first issue. So I'm recapping what I talked about in the first issue plant a an a, an egg in her dying husband and then the a baby boy explodes out of the husband's stomach killing him um and it goes from there uh and it is absolutely bananas it is an erotic horror book in essence um there are she the the, the heiress is is a creature that essentially when she manifests she looks like uh i guess like um some kind of insect i mean it, like, kind of part hornet, uh, part spider. It's, it's hard to describe really, but, but, uh, very, very frightening. And she's having more and more difficulty, uh, in containing her manifestations. Uh, meanwhile, her husband's brother and sister-in-law come to Figure out why he's missing, and then they mm-hmm. find the body, and and they they think that she they think that the wife murdered him because they hate the wife, and mm-hmm. so they're kind of causing trouble and trying to discover what's going on, and it's all going on under there under under the same house, and so there's all this drama, kind of the upstairs downstairs drama, com- so it's this strange book of like upstairs downstairs Victorian soap opera drama a la Downton mm-hmm. Abbey combined with lesbian porn combined with like, yeah monster there's horror. some pages.
1: You know, I can't put some of these up. No, the no, no, no. I mean, there
2: are some, thing. just to be clear, you know, just forewarning, this is a straight-up adults only book. I mean, there are graphic, oh, yeah. sapphic,
1: yeah, looking at I mean, it right very, now.
2: very, very graphic lesbian uh, lovemaking in the book. Um, there are also very violent, ultra-violent monstrous depictions of things and, and, and all kinds of atrocities. Uh, and we come to find out she's not the only creature. There, there's, uh, there's wolf creatures, uh, but they're not like your typical werewolf. They're these giant blue wolves with, with like almost abnormally narwhal type of teeth and they also have spikes coming out of their, their, their rib muscles. So, uh, so Chris has, has some fun with the character, with the character design here. There's a, another creature called the hag, which, uh, has this gigantic toothy mouth that manifests itself in huge almost like angelic feathery wings um uh so it's just it's just a crazy crazy book uh you know i can't honestly tell you if it's the most cohesively written book i mean i i think it's a it's an engaging book because it's so out there and there's such startling graphics on every page ranging from incredibly gory to incre- incredibly sexual um i mean mm. Vince i would have to think you would enjoy this book i mean yeah i'm looking at it, it yeah. yeah i mean, it's mm. it's and um but but again this is not a book that I'm going to tell you is is going to win an Eisner Eisner for its story I, I think that it's 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 a relatively loosely done somewhat clichéd Victorian soap opera in many ways but uh but just with this undertone of just crazy crazy exotic horror and sex and uh it's a 7 issue trade it uh, wraps up the first arc and
1: That's enough for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think. I mean, this—it's a completely contained story. So, you know, if, if I don't know when they're planning on picking this back up, or if they're going to move on to other things, I think they are coming out with the second arc. But, but you don't. This is fully self-contained. You get the entire journey of these two women, at least through the the first part of them becoming what they become. So,
1: right. But no. But when you were describing the book as a Victorian sex horror, I was like, that's okay. That's enough for me. If it doesn't win an Eisner, who cares oh, sure. if it's a, you know, if it's a good story with those elements based on what I see here. Yeah. I'm in.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's, um, you know, I think the artman's like, I think it, aside from the, 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 the overt visuals of the, of the gore and the sex, which I know you would enjoy, there's a, a there's a, uh, a messiness to Ariella's work. Like she mm-hmm. she just puts it down. It. She she's there there are some scenes where things are really tight and finished, and there are other scenes where it's really very, very loose. It looks almost like um at times it looks like Larry Strowman, and I would say good Larry Strowman, like X Factor Larry Strowman.
1: which X Factor? Original. Um okay. Uh but there's a little art nouveau sure, going on sure. here too. Oh, oh, yes. And the creature right. that
2: she fights at the end is just baffling. I mean, uh I don't even know what it's supposed to be. It's like part plant, part elephant, part octopus. It's crazy. Um, but, uh,
1: maybe it's an angel. No,
2: yeah. But anyway, um, super cool. And, and just an arrest, it's an arresting book because look, I mean, real talk that this, if you were to just look at the scenes, the cutaways of them, like being of the, of the two women being, uh, sexual with each other, like this would be, you could just be like, Oh, this is a, like a erotica book, like, oh, you know, like maybe you're down for that, maybe you're not, I don't know, but, but like then like when the next page, you're seeing like monstrous creatures ripping out the entrails of somebody. It's just, it's so, it's so, it really plays with your, yeah. your, uh your, like your visual settings, you know, your, your mind is ready for one right. thing and it's like titillated. And then the next page, it's like totally grossed out. And it's just, uh, it's, it's quite, it's quite a, a unique reading experience as a result. So. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, aftershock insects with an X. Uh, I-N-S-E-X-T-S.
1: Dirty. dirty. I like dirty. I mean, I'll be real. The right, best what are we looking
2: the, at? I mean, Ariella does her best work with the sapphic. I
1: sure. Mean. And she mixes it up with, with, um, very suggestive flowers yes. Yes. going on, framing it.
2: Yeah. you can get see my, all my Georgia O'Keeffe art when you get here, Vince. You'd like your favorite.
1: See, you said the two two things in the same sentence. Giorgio <laughs> O'Keefe and Art.
2: Come on, that's all. Don't, don't worry. No. I'm, I'm kidding. I don't hate you
1: it. Many times
2: you I, hate just,
1: I don't like it, but I don't hate it.
2: Hates.
1: If it makes you happy, how can I hate it? You guys it? see that Ron
2: Lim I posted in uh, Slack? Love, Mr. Ron oh, Lim. So
1: I got to open the mm-hmm. Slack here. All right, what else are we going to talk about? We have more things, right? Oh, look at that. What's you bought issue? that? Yeah,
2: Woot. Nice.
1: What's that about? Issue 16? Oh, 19. 19.
2: Page 22. Look
1: at you. That's a really yeah, nice page. There's a guy nice so that doesn't get enough love. Right? I, I love the Ron Yeah, I love Ron Yeah. The gauntlet stuff that Ron Lim did, the, what was it, the Infinity War was Ron Lim, I believe. Yeah, he, I he, did, right. he
0: did the last two. Perez okay. did Infinity Gauntlet, and then Lim did the, the rest.
1: Yeah, I, I really like his oh, work. Yeah.
0: Now we're speaking Tomio's language.
1: Oh, the only thing I don't like about Ron Lim, there's only one thing I don't like, his
2: signature.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I, who cares what I think?
0: What
2: else you got?
1: Yeah. What do what I, I have? What do you guys I don't have a whole lot because I was uh, pre- preparing for my
0: journey tomorrow. Yeah, I did not get to read a whole lot this week. Boo! What uh,
2: what issue of soccer are you through? Uh
0: Up to. What the hell did that happen? Um, I thought I was actually further along than that, but I'm so. The issues just I guess are a lot denser than uh than I thought. I'm only up to I'm almost done with the, the fourth issue and I thought I was like up to the fifth or sixth issue. But i mean – saga? I I thought you said I thought you said Saab for Sheriff of Babylon. No no, 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 no. Saga. Saga I am up to uh thirty uh thirty two. Me too, boo. Oh, nice! That's exactly where right I'm at.
1: In the jar. Oh, in shit. the jar. Come on. Oh shit. Uh, all right, then we
2: got something here. Then hold on, let me bust out my uh, bust out my book here. What the? Oh, stop me, it, Dan. What your <laughs> Um. So what? Do, what do you think so far? I mean, first of all, what's the like? I know we both were starting starting it over from from scratch because it's been a long time. What um. Like, where did you start remembering the story or, or, or did you not really remember the story?
0: I, I remembered, uh, the um. characters around, uh, about 25 or so. I kind of, I, I, it, it's, I read 25 and then, yeah, it took me a few pages into it to remember mm-hmm. and, which unfortunately then brought on part of the reasons why I stopped reading, which was, it, it's, for me the high point i the issue the series started off it was amazing we all loved it um and then we meet the author of alana's favorite book and and it's i enjoyed that story as well and 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 uh you meet marco's mom and and everything i'm I'm enjoying it all, but then it started to kind of it's not that it went on too long, but I wasn't really into the story with, with, um, with her deciding to become on, an
2: actress. On TV, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: it's funny because that, as I was rereading it and I started back over from one, it, it that is exactly where I left off. <laughs> I left off when, um, and, and I guess we say, it, so spoilers. I mean, we made, it, cause it, I mean, some of the stuff is more than two years old, but, but just in case y'all haven't read the saga yet, uh, I left off just like you. I I started getting bored of them fighting and her doing the drugs. And I left off with the issue where, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but the, the renegade sort of peasant robot, uh, shows up and kills. Dango. uh, Yeah. Like all the, all the people looking for her. Uh, right. That was like the last issue. And I was like, and that just, I hadn't revisited it until we agreed to to catch back up. So I just checked. I've read up through 34 now. So,
0: Oh, okay. um, I, with, with the, um, it's a little crazy with the family being split up and, and I think right now what's, I don't know how I'd feel if I was reading them as they were coming out. Now, obviously there's a few issues. They're up to 37 and, and I'm not quite up to there yet. So I'm, I'm reading them as I finish them and not waiting for the issue. I don't know how I'd feel in real time with the time jump. If, if And it's not, I'm not looking for reasons to, to be put off or, or, or to go read something else, but it's, um, it, I like, there are a lot of the characters in the book I really like. I still like the will. I like, um, yeah, the, but it, there are, it, at least it was convenient with the, um with the kidnappers and and their fate. So I don't have to worry too much about, about them, but it's, you know, at, it, it's another book where you really don't know where the story is going. And I appreciate that. I, I, I mean, the artist still Slamming and Fiona is doing a fantastic job mm-hmm. with, with, with the colors, with the line work, but Vaughn, you, you can never rest and, and you're not going to know, where he's taking the story, where the characters are going to go, and and I think that that is that's reason enough to, to to keep going back to seeing what you know if if it was if way back when 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 I stopped reading it and and I was so put off by everything going on that I didn't want to bother with it and I went back to it and I was like yeah no this is this is why I stopped reading it and I put it down and I was like right, right and now I'm really done but that that I can just pick it up and and pretty quickly. Remember where I left off, even though, I mean, Christ, was it almost a year? But it, 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 the characters are still comfortable. They're still, I, I still, I remember them. I know the way everybody behaves, everybody acts, and, and I like that consistency. Obviously it's the same writer, same creative team, so you're not going to, you're not getting a different take on these characters. So they're all as true as they were from the beginning. Uh, you just, you really just don't know, even though she's telling the story and she's narrating it. It's a flashback to her. Uh You still don't know as, as it's progressing where things are going. And, and I, I appreciate that. I, I like that part of the book.
2: Yeah, I, um, that was a, very, uh, your review was, uh, very measured. I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I could <laughs> tell if you, if you'd like it or it's, it's going. Oh,
0: <laughs> okay. No, I, I, um, I'm digging I I'm ready to and again you're a couple issues ahead of me and I don't know where we where they are by the time every the, the the most current issue um I'm ready for the family to be back together so um I don't I I don't want the as as it happened with with the acting part and and it, it's not like that went on for years i mean it's not like it was it was it was some 20 part Not at all, right? it was it was a handful of issues so but it was just it i don't know if it was i was just annoyed by it or if i felt it went on too long i just i i'm i'm that's the part of my concern is that if if i feel that that whatever story they're telling if that if that little chapter is going on a bit long for me then it's very easy for me for some reason with this book to, to just pause it and, and then get back to it later. But, um, I think I, I, I kudos for the cliffhangers. Every, every issue ends and, and I want to know where it's going. And, and it's pretty easy to, um, you're not really scratching your head over what happened between the first page and the previous issue's last page. It's, it's, it's the, but no, I think I, I like where it's going. I'm ready for, I don't want to say I'm ready for it to, to get where it's going, but I just, I'd like to see the the family back together so then we can get on to, to whatever is next.
2: Sure. Well, and I think on that end, when I don't remember what issue it was, but when she is narrating and she says, you know, that it'll be years before I see my parents again. Yeah, And I was a gut punch and I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is not going to be good. So to me, I mean, for me, it was more unequivocal. uh I liked the time shift because I got the sense that when we jumped in time, I'm like, okay, I'm like, so we're going to, we're going to, I'm betting we're going to see them back together much sooner in our time than later in, in spite of her leaving us with the idea that it's going to be years until she sees her parents again. Um And I also like that, uh, you know, I I like the way it it's cleverly worded. Like, you know, early in the book she says, you know, that's how my parents, you know, split up or broke apart. But like but then, you know, I don't but that I mean they don't like break up for good. It's not you know what I mean? Like it's it's like an illusion. It's like she's alluding to something that happens, but not in the absolute terms that that the initial statement makes you feel. Um but I'm loving it. I have to say I think that uh I think it really does suffer during the period of time when they're hiding out and she's acting. Um, but I think that once the robots get involved and everybody coalesces, um, in their, in their quest to find not only, uh, not only them, but also the Prince robots baby. Um, I think it gets wildly interesting again. And and I think it stays that way. Um, you know, there's a bit of a bitch, bitch planet vibe going on at present. Yeah. uh, you know, uh, I gotta say, uh, I don't know if it's Fiona or if it's BKV or both, but they love they love throwing the dick pics at us.
0: They do. They love yeah, the, the ding
2: dongs. There's lots of ding dongs of all types and, and sizes. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm really enjoying it. I think the characters are super interesting, and like you said, I mean, BKV. If if we're to take it at what it is, we, this this book could go on for a long time because this is being narrated by a far a far future, presumably old or at least adult you know girl and, and Hazel's a grown woman and obviously in this book she's still a child so um yeah man there's there's lots more to come right and uh uh I'm I'm fully back on board it's interesting like this and walking dead I really fell off of and now I'm back to the point where I'm going to be reading it monthly again I think you know after taking a big hiatus cuz am I'm, I'm caught up so it'll be easy to to stay aboard but oh. uh um yeah it's 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 really good I love the characters I I love uh, the Will's sister and Yes. Uh, I love that her dog looks like Deadpool. I think that's great.
0: <laughs> um,
2: I love Lion Cat. I love the little penguiny hedgehog oh, little dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, yeah, it's just great, Prince man. Robot's I think Mr. Robot's so great. Yeah. Prince Robot. <laughs> Mr. robot. Prince Robot's great. Um, and it's just the ideas and the, and the, and the set pieces and the characters on are so crazy. Like, right? You got like, uh, You got this like crazy situation where you have, uh, you know, these robots and they've got, uh, you know, like they've got these crazy freaking, uh, like setups. And, and like, then the, the King robot is like a giant screen TV guy. Like he's, you know, like, of course the King robot would have this gigantic, like hundred inch flat panel head. Right. It's like just nutty stuff like that. Right. And I don't know, just, I think it's, it's wonderful. So, um, I can see why it's still getting accolades. I'm glad I've reengaged with it. Yes. Nice. I don't know what to do. Vince is usually like ready to cut us off in mid sentence. I got something.
0: I got something. <laughs> <laughs> you think something's going on this week? Yeah, that's the thing. Your
1: pension? I I don't have
0: anything. Wow. I guess we should wrap up then.
1: I read some valiant. I read. um. See, that's a good way to turn Jason off. I, <laughs> I, I read... I read...
0: <laughs>
1: Exo Manowar uh, 49 and 50.
2: Oh, man. I'm, I'm just right behind you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: way,
0: way behind, but yeah.
1: There is a an amazing amount of people did the contributed to the cover of XO Manowar 50. Um, I don't have it in front of me now, but I would suggest or assume that at least like 40, 50 people contributed to it um paul um neil adams like there's a ton of people and this is not fun or interesting radio because i'm not being specific but it ended fairly well i thought it was a cool ending um remains to be seen what's going to happen to our favorite visigoth um he's not going away completely it's XO. come on right but it, it was a cool ending other than that, I gee, I, I got exactly nothing. nothing. We're we're gonna be inc- we're gonna be incredibly busy. O'clock. Uh starting tomorrow. We'll
2: see each other uh Dap, I'll see you I guess around eight ish or so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think um I may I'm not going to I, I'm I don't have I'm not working, so I I mm-hmm. and I don't want to just get stuck in rush hour, so I mean mm-hmm. I'll probably it, it's about a six or so, six and a half, almost seven hour drive for Mario. Um, if, if it's I Mario time it not... right, maybe he and I will, will meet up and grab a bite so that we, we get to your house maybe a little before you get, you, you and Roland get there. Um, or we'll just hang out and wait for you guys to get there. Okay.
2: I'll definitely be last. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes, that is true. You will. So before let's talk about, you know, um, a couple things. One, um, to those of you who will be at New York comic con and there are a tremendous mm-hmm. number of you because there'll be over a hundred thousand people there. Um, if you know us, please say hello. Don't be shy. Yes. Yeah. If you think it's us, but you haven't met us also don't, uh, don't be embarrassed to say, Hey, are you guys? Vince B, Wood?" Cause chances are we are. Um, and uh yeah looking forward to seeing old friends, meeting new ones and had some people ask us about like a EOC get together and we don't have anything formally planned and, and it's a little different it's a little different than like other cons um I think because it's New York City and it's the con is not near anything like directly so you kind of got to like find a place that's going to I don't know, it's hard, it's harder, I think, to plan, to, to plan a get together in New York.
1: Right. Chicago, it's mad easy because you're right yeah, there.
2: So we don't have anything formal. I mean, it's not to say that, uh, we won't put something together on Friday or Saturday night. Now this is, ever, so, you know, obviously, it's possible, but we'll you know,
0: it's for anybody who is going to be there and wants to know what's, what's going on or wants to meet, even if it's not for us, but someone you want to see who else in the group is there who's going there um turn on your notifications on the 11 o'clock facebook group page so this way anytime somebody um posts in the group you'll get notified so you'll see what's going on um i was thinking whether you do the hashtag in facebook or on twitter um nycceoc this way it's quick easy it doesn't take up a lot of characters and and you can write more Tweet more than, than just, we don't need an 18 character hashtag is basically what I'm saying. So if you're looking for somebody in the group or you're trying to reach out to anybody in the group, keep that hashtag handy and, and have notifications set one, set for that one as well. Right. Maybe that's it's true. That, yeah. But what are you
2: guys looking other than hanging out with each other? Uh, mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to?
1: DLS floor, buying some books. <laughs> I, I, I
0: do want to <laughs> there's no way we're gonna be able to get up there
2: well if we are you know honestly we should go Thursday I mean right. I know normally we would tell people to wait till Sunday to get the deals but I, I think you're a comic that. right we remember we went up there last year early Sunday and it was it, it was like we were it was like in an action movie where you're running and the boulders right about to mm-hmm.
0: we <laughs> were going
2: we started in the prayer. corner. it was it, totally fine right yeah and then we got maybe what like two-thirds of the way through relatively <laughs> unencumbered but we could
1: like two hours later.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I'm time. saying we
2: weren't really like we were ahead of the crowd for a good chunk of it, but then it it subsumed us, and then that last third was yep. almost right. impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My my pen, my patience wears very right. thin when I'm forced to be immobile yes. and just stand in one stand in right. one spot for we like fifteen minutes. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I gotta take a picture of my cousin over here yeah, in this gigantic problem. costume. Yeah. And it's like stop. I just I want to move. Let me move. So I don't like being in that situation. Right. So chances of me voluntarily uh enduring that is are very slim. So yeah, I'm thinking Thursday. I like it. Yeah.
2: All right. Any your travels, Vince?
1: Look at you. Oh, I don't even have it in your What's, travels.
2: What is um, going on? I'm telling
1: it's It's craziness. Who are um... You? In your travels, take a look at the books Valiant has uh, on offer. Because I got caught up on everything, and I don't want to get too in-depth, but Bloodshot, Archer and Armstrong, Exo War just ended. Rumor has it that Eternal Warrior is going to end. Uh, Britannia was great, but really? it's raw. A lot of sex,
0: a lot of violence. It's, it's, you didn't it's like the most it. unvalued, valiant book I've ever tried to read. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, Which is probably why there are, you know, what I'm, I'm fine when, when publishers, uh, you, you, Marvel starts and and here's the Fantastic Four and Amazing Spider Man and and, Uncanny X Men and Avengers and and there's, there's a similar style and a feel and and then oh but then here's Man Thing and and it's a little, a little, away from the center and DC is like that as well you know you get Gene Colan drawing a book or, or and it's just. There's a different yeah. look and feel to the characters, but with Valiant, because it There's is, no style. but there is a they're all about the the shared universe, and and everything is from everything, everything in this universe is connected with the geomancers and 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 the anapatas, mm-hmm. and and so to have it all like this, and and you just you you know, up until Britannia. Because generation zero is, is slightly different, but it still has that same feel because of Van Lenthe and, Mm -hmm. but you, I go in reading a Valiant book knowing, pretty much knowing what to expect. I, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. like I said, it's comfortable. I know I'm, I'm familiar with this universe. I'm familiar with these characters. I kind of know how they sound, how things are going to play out, but this was completely different than anything i've and sure. and it's the art i mean the the rip part is is fine because it's it just it it works but it was not at all what i expected from from a valiant book so i i did not um i didn't judge it by its cover because the cover i thought was pretty cool but the as as i'm flipping through it i was not um I did not fully. I, I didn't read it through in its entirety. I read. I read the first couple of pages and then I flipped through some. And then um, it's also not really a, a, an era that I'm that I'm a huge fan of. So I mm. need to because uh, you yeah, know I didn't watch the HBO series Rome. I, I thought Gladiator was a cool movie, but it's not. It's really not. You know, I'm not I'm not a big Ben Hur guy. So and, and and read all this thing. You know, I'm not. I, 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 I know about Julius Caesar, but it doesn't mean I want to read a comic book about him. So there's just some things where it's just like, I'm not, I'm not the audience. I'm going to try to read it, but it, it's, I was flipping through it and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I got to put Britannia in the, well, the, yeah, the show cause it's during your travels, bro. I mean, it's all the value, yeah.
1: But no, I, th- uh, I see. I I disagree with that. you. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a house style at Valiant. I think it's it's not so visually, one of the not problems. visually. No, no, not visually. One of the problems that Valiant has right now is that the visuals are so diverse. You got Clayton Crane, uh, Juan Jose Rip. It's all across the the right. board. Uh, there's no one set style and I think that does them a disservice with people on the periphery looking at this thing saying, Wow, this is pretty cool. Uh maybe I'll get into it, but wait a minute, it doesn't all look the same. It looks like twenty different people, thirty different people are doing these books. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what it is. You know what I mean? They don't try there's there's no cohesion there's no visual cohesiveness to the value universe. And I don't think there should be. You know, but, but story wise it's all linked. Whatever read Britannia if you are on david's side, don't read it if you're on my side, well, read, read it, it. it and find out it's... which
0: side you're on uh, there yes, you go uh, is. what do you got uh in your travels since I did not read a whole lot this week well jason and i were we were, were toying with the idea on the slack of of talking about Sheriff of Babylon, so uh definitely check on that, but I'm going to say no i'm if it's yours, then run with it. Wow. if if um well it's it's the fall season and yes Luke Cage premiered on Netflix last week however tonight being a tuesday night uh the flash kicked off its third season arrow comes back oh. tomorrow night supergirl returns on monday and legends of tomorrow which hooked me with the last few seconds of the season finale last year no, oh, you can't be watching that. Are no, you serious? I it it is it is silly looking, however, they uh uh the the justice society kicks off the um
1: Oh, yeah. really? Yeah,
0: so you have uh Our Man and and Obsidian looking ridiculous if you look at the still photos. So I'm dying to see how it plays out on on TV. But yeah, so the Agents of Shield has has had a few issues. A few issues. Has had a couple of episodes so far. I do. Um yeah. and, and Ghost Rider, Ghost Driver, looks pretty badass. Uh and and kudos to Felipe Smith and Trad Moore for getting credit for the Robbie Reyes version that they're using on the show. Uh but yes, I'm looking forward to I don't know if I'll watch it tonight or tomorrow before I head out to Jersey, but yes, I'm I'm looking forward to uh the season opener of flash because it's it's um well, I'm not looking forward because of the title of this episode is Flashpoint, but I'm, I'm glad it's back. Nice. Uh oh. oh.
1: Flashpoint's important.
0: Okay. <laughs> it is.
1: Okay. Mm-kay. Well it's, it's, <laughs> what? it's big villains. It's...
0: Woo.
2: Go ahead. Uh in your travels, I was going to also shout out uh Sheriff of Babylon. We will discuss it in short order once we're caught up. Um but uh, I will send a little love because I I meant to disagree with Vince last yesterday last week about this, but we were already in the midst of a much bigger disagreement, so I didn't want to pile on. But Vince was very dismissive of uh, of the DC Vertigo books, and I thought about it like after the fact that I don't agree with you. Like I I have enjoyed many of them, including Clean Room and Art Ops, and I will I like yeah. I like so that. I was going to say so Sorry. I was going to shout out Art Ops, the first trade. You know, DC's a little little slow on the draw with the trades. Um the first trade was out, I think, a month or two ago. Um, I believe they're through issue twelve of the singles. I I think that's what I have up to. Um but it's very cool. First of all, Sean Simon is the writer. Uh Michael Allred is the uh is the penciler and inker. Anchor. Matt Brundage and uh and uh Laura Allred uh handle the other duties. Um but it's it's just a really I mean it's a unique idea, right? It's 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 bringing mm-hmm. art to life and in all of its forms. Think of like, um, I don't know for people looking for an, it's like, think of like ghostbusters where like things possess like inanimate objects and they become animate. Like art comes to life. And, and in the first arc, if you read any of the solicits, you, you know this, so I'm not spoiling. Um, in order to prevent the Mona Lisa from getting stolen, the art ops group animates her and brings her to life. And, uh, craziness ensues and then there's a guy that uh gets like a, a psychedelic painted appendage in place of his arm and um it just goes from there and I won't go into the second arc yet, but there's some pretty cool stuff that happens in the second arc and uh you've got like Statue of Liberty and Michelangelo's David and just all kinds of craziness. It's it's just a wild uh unique book. I mean I just it's a yeah a lot awesome, of fun. So and Allred is uh an amazing artist. You can't go wrong with Allred so Give that a whirl.
1: True. Second uh, trade was solicited last.
2: There you go. Previews. So there you go. You should,
1: you should jump on that shit. I know you can all hear Vince's
2: right. voice, but he is fucking so excited to see us tomorrow.
1: I am. I am. It's just I'm just looking at all the stuff we got to do between now and then. Massive amount of things to do. Banks and and packings and and washings and Scrubbing. stuff and collecting and putting everything in one place and moving it to another place. It's just see this just is all stuff that the car. That I. Well, that's the place it's just going to be moved into.
2: Just comfortable it's into. going to be with you, Mario and Dap all in the back seat of my car tomorrow. That's or all right. Thursday morning. That's fine. With do care about nothing. Maxed out and squishing your knees.
1: See Roland, he's got a, a a biological excuse why he can't get in the backseat. It works real well for him. It you know? Is. I'm too i I'm too big, mate. You know, okay. We know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we realized that the first year. It's okay. We, we <laughs> it's like we three know years this. now. Let's bring next shit
1: in. <laughs> well, we'll a go. Yes. Uh, I'm just looking for I'm gonna have a lot of fun.
2: You're gonna have all but, the fun.
1: All the fun in the whole world. Please, what Jason said. If you see us, make sure we see know that you're there. Say
2: something. And you heard it here last week. Yeah. Vince claimed he will get uh, at least fifty introductions.
1: That's so what I said. That's what's going to happen. All right. Um, if you enjoyed any of this brouhaha, please leave us a review on iTunes or yeah. a similar. Uh, service because it's very we, important
2: um, post a soundcloud
1: uh that would be David's uh,
2: I, I don't think so i, I was listening know. to another podcast and they were talking about soundcloud i just i didn't know if that was part of our libsyn deal or not
0: maybe we should do that uh, can I'll we do that we i mean we're on google and everything else i'll see if um i do have an account i wonder if we have to create a um
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I I know that's your department, but I I just uh heard some and I didn't know that it was a thing or not, but they were acting as if it was a pretty an increasingly big thing versus I mean iTunes is still the king, but but uh something for us to look into.
1: Yes. True that. So please, iTunes Review and
2: as always tell a friend about us.
1: Yeah, it would be nice, right? You know?
2: Don't hoard us. Don't hoard us for yourselves.
1: More than Marriott. There's
2: always room for more. Our Facebook Always. group's getting crazy big. It's true.
1: Yeah, um, it's all because of the images. I oh, of
2: course. That's that, that that, that, the in, uh, uh, in uh, the uh, Middle Eastern
0: the uh, ag- <laughs> aggregate. Yeah. <So. laughs> like when I see like Say when I night. see like Who? Mustafa
2: Smith, and I click on it, and there's like three photo changes, <laughs> and it's like all in Arabic, and then and then it's like <laughs> member of 974 oh, groups. I'm sorry, man. You gotta reach out to me directly and convince me you're a real person. <laughs> or if you're like a super hot dime, but there's not one picture of you in any type of comic memorabilia, I'm also going to assume you're a bot of some sort or like a hooker or something. So, you know, again, reach out to a brother.
0: Especially with, David. uh, naked pics. You know, I, that there is no way in hell that, uh,
1: completely valid because i said good night and i, was,
0: and, and I, I and did I, and i'm thinking about it and then i and then i cut myself off so i could respond to jason and and i completely I sniped it. you see how hey, you can do that to me that's, that's so wrong hey, how you gonna do that i thought, thought you loved me say good night i'm gonna
2: do that do that
0: david say good night
1: David. Oh, reluctant, yeah, but it was it close. Was
0: good,
1: it was, it was good. Yes. It was good. All right, everybody, thank you for being here. Uh, come to see us this weekend. Uh Go kiss your mama or your other mama or someone, and just come back here next week and bring tales of your experiences. Fairy tales, Prince of Wales. Bye. <laughs>